Washington's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Ken. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Yes, the trade. Well, just in case you missed it, I don't you have, but the Oilers get bigger. Six foot six, Nick Bukestad coming over from Arizona along with uh, minor league defenseman Cam Deneen in exchange for the Oilers' third round pick in 2023 and defenseman Michael Kesselring, who's been playing with Bakersfield. Arizona will retain half of Bukestad's cap hit, so that means $450,000 against the cap for Edmonton. Here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. Seattle and Detroit still tied. It is 4-4, about four minutes into the third period. Stars lead the Blackhawks 1-0 late in the first. Start of the third period, Penguins up 3-2 on the Lightning. Early third, Senators up 4-3 on the Rangers. Giroux has his 26th. Predators lead Florida 2-1. And early third period, Boston up 2-0 on Buffalo. Uh, Taylor Hall on long-term injured reserve. Boston got Bertuzzi from Detroit. Flames, Maple Leafs about to start. Wild and Canucks in an hour. Canadians and Kings in an hour and a half. Blues and Sharks in an hour and a half. Do, do we call Canadians-Kings a rematch of the 1993 Stanley Cup Final? I don't think there are any players still playing for those two teams. <laughs> last time a Canadian team, 30 years ago, last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. Montreal went 16-4 and in the playoffs. They played 11 overtime games and won 10 of them. 3-0 and in overtime against uh, L.A. in that series. Anyway, down memory lane. Maybe a Canadian team is going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Maybe it'll be Edmonton. Maybe it'll be Toronto. Maybe it'll be the Winnipeg Jets. Jamie Thomas covers the Jets for CGOB, our sister station in Winnipeg. Jamie, how are you doing, sir? Really good, buddy. How about yourself? I am doing very well. It's nice to have you on the show. Yes, uh, I, I wasn't planning on talking about this with you. 30 years since the Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. That's a long time. Uh, that's like the anniversary of when I first I moved to Edmonton the first time, too, 1993. I was working at Tumbleweeds. Uh, I'm trying to remember the, the street it was on, but uh, I remember that that series respectfully because the people in the bar told me that I was the DJ and they told me to shut off the music because the Stanley Cup final was on. Okay, so. we got to dive into this. Uh, tumbleweeds. Where yeah. was Tumbleweeds? Uh, if you don't remember the exact location, do you remember the neighborhood uh, or vicinity? Oh my God! It's over by. It was over in the by West. It was really close to West Edmonton Mall. But I'm, I know I, the street started with an S too. But man, I was like, it was beside a gas station. Um, I remember we got shut down for a couple of weeks because gas was leaking underneath the gas tanks. <laughs> apparently, gas was leaking into our our kitchen. So apparently, gas and and you know fire don't really mix. So they had to take a couple of weeks off of work while they dealt with that issue. But and this was a, a a pub, a nightclub, a family <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> No, it was a country bar, buddy. I don't remember this at all. Jeez. <laughs> I know. I wore Wranglers, cowboy hats, and everything. It was a it was a unique time in my life. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so you moved into Edmonton specifically to do that job? That was your yeah, yeah. dream yeah, job at the time? Job broad- <laughs> it's my first job at broadcasting school. So nightclub DJ. Here we go. Oh and, wow. And look where I am today. Ooh. Okay, so where were you living before this? Uh, Cochran, Alberta. And I then was you twenty-one years old, buddy. I moved here. Okay, <laughs> no that, did, you, did you grow up in Cochran? I can't remember. 
Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And where did you do broadcasting school? Uh, Columbia Broadcasting Academy uh, in Calgary no longer exists. Um, it shut down 10 months after I graduated. So it was really fun <laughs> to people. <laughs> Where'd you go to school? Uh, Columbia Broadcasting, but it doesn't exist anymore. So sorry about that. Here's my diploma. <laughs> so how long did you work at Tumbleweeds? Uh, two years. Two and did years. you also work in TV or radio at the same time? No, no, no. That was my only job. Uh, I made a lot of money, $1,000 a month. You, you were raking it in. I, I was rich. <laughs> well, this is an unexpected. See, this is why I just got to trust sometimes, just say something and see where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I like about never know off the rails exactly. What yeah, like if you would have just said, yeah, I don't really remember that series. Okay, we would have transitioned. Yeah. Nothing nothing lost. Well, but It's hard not to forget, though. Like I worked there. I was at the bar when the Blue Jays won the World Series in 93. Joe, Joe Carter's home run. I was working that night. There's all kinds of fun stuff that happened at the old tumbleweeds uh well dramatic home run for sure uh yeah, uh, yeah we won the great cup that year over winnipeg upset yeah. calgary on the way there that was huge <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i'll tell you what it's folks if you if anybody wants to text in memories of tumbleweeds maybe you dance to jamie thomas <laughs> spinning a track or two in the early Breaking 90s. Breaking Heart was huge then. That's when uh, Faith Hill came out around that time, like her first album. Uh, Shania Twain became big around that time. Probably thanks to the music that I played, but no big deal. <laughs> Shania getting her Lifetime Achievement Award in a few years. And I want to thank Winnipeg Jets broadcaster Jamie Thomas, because without him, I would have been nobody. Exactly. There's none of that song, none of that music goes to the radio without me. So. <laughs> All right. Tumble, was it Tumbleweeds okay. with a Z? No, no, no. Like just flat out Tumbleweeds. Fl- <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere around West we of Zimbabwe. We had live bands and everything, buddy. We had live bands in six days a week. It was crazy. Wow, that's epic. Well, thank yeah. you for that story, Jamie. No problem. Do you want to stay on the air or are you done now? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, how uninteresting. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for that that story. I will remember this All one right, for good sure. Talking to you. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> are you in town already? You must be. Yeah, I'm here. I'm at well, we the old sh- We should have got you to the station. I never even thought of that. Yeah, we could have. send a limo, though. Oh, well, yeah, Halsey would have driven it. All right, I'm looking for Jamie Thomas. Who are you? I've never heard of you. You punk, get in the car. Oh, my God, that's totally Halsey. <laughs> yeah, okay. I never thought of that. Okay, next time. Next time. Next time we'll get you down here. Well, yeah. all right. What was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, Winnipeg Jets. You cover them. Yeah, yeah um, I do. How, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with like a really stupid question. <laughs> but you're going to know what I mean. By the way, the Flames just went up on Toronto. The Winnipeg Jets, how how good are they? That's my first question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, I, I think they're a lot better than what's what's going on right now, flat out. I, I, I don't think all that stuff that happened before was a fluke. Uh, they're, they're in a rut right now, flat out. Um, some, some habits have kind of crept in a little bit, uh, looking for offense instead of thinking about defense first, what, you know, all the stuff that they were doing earlier in the year. Um, but they're, they're a lot better than they're showing right now. And, they, and you know, that game against the Kings, they started going to the net a lot more. They're, start, they're starting to score again. Some, you know, unfortunately, they gave up a couple of goals in the third period. 
As you know, the Kings are a feisty bunch. Uh, the Oilers fans well know from that playoff series from a year ago. But um, they're, 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 I think they're coming out of it. But, man, it's, it's, it's been tough, um, especially with all the optimism that they had earlier in the year and things the way things are going. You know, you're sitting either first or second in the division for the longest time. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you're battling for the last wild card spot. So um, I know things can change in a couple, with a couple of wins with the way that things are in the West right now. But it's, uh, it, it's been troubling, to say the least. Uh, was Helbig sick? What kept him out for a bit there? Uh, he was sick, and, uh, and then he's the rest of him for a bit. That, that's the reason why David Riddick got back-to-back starts. Okay, but he's back. Yeah, he's he's as shown by his 50-save performance at Madison Square Garden, uh, the last road trip the Jets were on, and then he played very well against the Los Angeles Kings. Just a lot, a lot of action. Um, the Kings, the Kings are really uh, now they've got a goaltender and everything like that. I, I wonder how much more of a headache they're going to become because they are a handful. So, is the, what's the what's the pressure there in Winnipeg on? And I know they got Niederreiter. Yep. Are, are, yep. are Jets fans like okay? Wait, what else are you going to do? You you're running out of time here. Shovel, shovel day off, or what's the vibe? Yeah. I think there's 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 some grumbling going on. That's for sure. You you see all the teams and the top teams in the in the com- Western Conference making moves. I I don't think you're looking out east and, and comparing with the Jets to what's going on in the East right now. I, I think. You know, certainly with the addition, you know, need a rider. They got some size. They needed some much needed size up front. Um, you know, a guy that's going to go to the net, plays hard, very frustrating to play against. Uh, you know, Rick Bonus said he's difficult to play against, and we need that right now. So you don't have enough of that going on in the lineup. I think you need, the, 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 you know, the rumblings are that they're trying to get another defenseman, a grittier defenseman. You know, they got a lot of finesse on the back end. You know, and Brennan Dillon is, the, you know, the one guy that's the, the, grit, the gritty guy in the back end, but I think you're, lo- you're looking for a little bit more than that. So whether or not that comes up before the deadline tomorrow, I don't know. Uh, maybe another scoring forward as well. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is a little banged up here. Uh, Mason Appleton will be back by Monday, I believe. Um, that, that's a tough loss with him coming out of the lineup. And then losing Cole Perfetti didn't help it. So that's what Nito Niederreiter is there for. And um, we'll have to see how this all transpires. But sure, certainly there's grumblings. There always is whenever somebody else gets the new toy. Uh, there's always the fan base is always going a little little ape crap uh, on, on that type of stuff. So <laughs> I love I love the passion, but uh, sometimes it's a little more complicated than just throwing a draft pick at somebody to get a player. Yeah, well, yeah, they're an interesting team to watch, and 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 you're right, it was going better for them uh, a little bit earlier yeah. this season. But they're still, yeah. I mean, they're still right in the mix for sure. And the, the, mm. the games between the Oilers and the Jets tend to be. Uh, tend to be pretty cool. close yes um yeah they're, they're tight i want to ask you about i don't know how much you deal with the uh, assistant coaches but brad lauer had a great run here with the yeah. uh, edmonton oil kings yeah i, I run with him he's you know it, it was great when the last time the jets were here brad was you know members of the oil kings came down to, to visit him and giving got his ring from the western hockey league championship last year uh having some Back issues right now, so he's on this trip, um, but he hasn't been on the bench as of late because his back issues have been keeping him off there. So, Eric Dubois, uh, the, one of the assistant coaches from the Manitoba Moose, has been helping the Jets out in that department. So, uh, I know Brad's on this trip. I don't know if he'll be behind the bench uh, tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see how that's going. But uh, you know, those back issues flare up. I saw him skate on. He skated on the ice very gingerly the other day, uh, but it'll be great to get him back in the fold because uh, you know the Jets' power play has been up and down. 
Uh, he's the architect of that. And um, but Brad's fantastic, uh, great guy. Uh, the power play was really humming earlier in the year. They're just going through a little bit of a stall right now. But uh, everybody's power play does that, except for Edmonton's, of course. And uh, he's been a great addition. No, oh, Edmonton had a couple power plays they didn't score on. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Get lost. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, well, they they're cha- they they're, they traded one fifth of their power play. We're gonna see how it's it's gonna do. But the other guys are yeah. pretty good. Yeah, well, Matias Ekholm saw a heck of a lot of that guy with Nashville uh, coming into Winnipeg and certainly a, a lot over the playoff series, too, as well. So a uh, great addition. I'm sure you guys will love love having that guy, the big Swede back there. Yeah, he uh, had a really good debut last I And mean, Like I said, we've all seen him play in Edmonton for, for a long time, but I, I think he's yeah. going to be uh, appreciated. Because, like, he strikes me as one of those guys, like, I don't necessarily know if he's dirty, but I don't know if he cares if he hurts you either, you know? No, no. <laughs> And at, at this time of year, do you, do you, isn't that what you really want? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, this, it's so hard to score right now, and, and greediness and toughness becomes a lot more appreciated at this time of year, and it doesn't seem like you can have enough. Uh, when it, when things get tough, so and the games are getting a lot harder, comp- a lot more competitive, a lot more physical. So I mean, why not have a Matthias Ekholm uh, back there? I think a lot of teams would be love to have that guy back there in their blue line for the playoffs. All right. Jamie, thanks for checking in. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I, I went long-winded on my backs. My backs, my origin story, but no, I actually <laughs> really like that because it informs who you are now, you know. And I think that's now there's a lot more context for when you come on the show. You, you like the we we have to quickly talk Star Wars. You liked Andor? Yeah. Oh yeah, loved it, loved it. And I'm, I haven't watched episode one of the season three of Mandalor- uh, Mandalorian, but uh, I was just catching up on Bob, Book of Boba Fett just to get to the last, you know, to get me all up to date, but. Uh, yeah, and Andor is fantastic. And I, I, I knew I had told you that, but I like what you said, adult Star Wars. Yeah. We keep, we keep forgetting we're not kids anymore, and I think a lot of people, when they watch Star Wars, realize, don't realize they're not kids anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> so they get a little bit over emotional about it. Um, but you are trying to bring in another audience that's not 50 plus anymore, too, as well. So call me crazy. Jamie, this was awesome. I look forward to seeing you at the rink tomorrow. This is going to be a fun home at home. Yeah, it's going to be great, buddy. I'll talk, I'll tell you, it's too bad they got 22 hours between the the first game and the second game, but other than that, I think it's going to be fantastic. Okay, see you there, man. Okay, buddy, take care. Thanks for having me on. That is Winnipeg Jets analyst on CGOB and former Tumblewoods, uh, pardon me, Tumbleweeds DJ, Jamie Thomas. Playoffs are coming. Who's loading up? Who's selling? The drama of the NHL trade deadline on 630 Chad. Bob Stoffer and his team of insiders host a special Oilers Now tomorrow. If the Oilers make another move, get it here first. NHL trade deadline day on 630 Chad for Pub 1905 with 75 cent wings and $7 Canadian and Coors Light every game day. Head to Pub 1905 on Jasper Avenue. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Oh, more Van Halen. That's awesome. Yeah, Jamie Thomas wouldn't have been playing this at Tumbleweeds. That was incredible. He DJed at Tumbleweeds.
780-496-0063. What do we have, Kellen? Well, uh, more information on the aforementioned tumbleweeds. Which, which is really all I can think about now. <laughs> and it's uh, way before my time, so I'm, I'm learning a lot of things about our listeners tonight, as I often do, so there we go. Uh, Corinne texts in and says, Hi, Tumbleweeds was on Stony Plain Road just before you hit the open highway to Spruce Grove. The restaurant next door was 24 hours. It was called Clark's, and we always uh, went there for sunrise breakfast when the bar closed. Awesome times. Who was that from? Corinne. Corinne, I'm both encouraged, uh, not encouraged, I'm both impressed and dismayed by how much you know about tumbleweeds and the surrounding area. <laughs> there we go. So, hey, I learned about tumbleweeds tonight. That's it. And, uh, of course, we got also a, a lot of talk about, uh, you know, trade deadline and stuff on the, on the text lines as well. We got one from Reed here, or sorry, one to Lee. To you, Reed, I should say. So this is from Lee. Uh, he says, I'm surprised that Buffalo isn't in on a player like Carlson. They could take on his whole salary without much drafts uh, go, uh, going back. And what do you think about the Oilers acquiring Scott Lawton or, or for Yamamoto and this year's second rounder? Uh, I don't know if the Oilers are going to make any more trades. That's my short answer. One more from Daniel and Sylvan Lake. Hi, guys. Not knowing much about Nick. I think I like his size, obviously. My question is, will he, can he play with tenacity and finish checks come playoffs? Does he have an edge to his game? That's Daniel yeah. and Blackpool. And, and I think that's fair, and I, and I think maybe that's a bit of the knock on Bukestad over the years is, is inconsistency. And does he play as big as he actually is? Now, I read that exchange I had with somebody who covers the Coyotes who said that he's having a pretty good year, especially defensively, and that he's done a good job of, of checking the top players on other teams. So, uh, I mean, as long as he can do it for the next three or four months, how long are we left here? Three months plus? Then that's all the orders need. But I, I think that's fair. Can he do it consistently night after night against top teams? Okay, 780-496-0063. You'll hear a little bit more from Nick Bukestad and a, a guy who helped the U of A rally on the weekend, goaltender Ethan Kruger.